Hey guys, it's Bitches Don't Brunch. I'm Liz. And I'm Montana. Okay, so um, we did a poll on our personal Instagram and our Bitches Don't Brunch Instagram asking what you guys wanted to hear a podcast on. Um, the categories were paranormal stories, am I the asshole slash Reddit, sex slash relationships, and other. Uh, so bitches don't brunch. Uh, we got paranormal stories when uh, that one by a landslide uh, at 86% and am I the asshole got one vote. <laughs> so, okay. What did you get for yours? Uh, paranormal uh, one by 60%. Mm-hmm. I got 20% for sex and relationships mm-hmm. and then 10% for am I the asshole? And then I got one vote for other, please explain. And the other explanation was like science and I'm like, oh, it's not really our thing, but. Mm-hmm. Watch, I mean, listen to ologies if you want to hear science stuff. It's a good podcast, but that's not really our vibe. No. <laughs> so, sorry. So that was mine on my personal one. Paranormal okay. one. Um, yeah, for real though. Um, my personal one, uh, I got a tie between am I the asshole and sex and relationships at 35% each. And then paranormal stories came in at 25% and other came in at 5%. But I don't think that person ever explained. So be nice to know what the other was. That doesn't surprise me on your personal one that sex and relationships ties with, well, did it tie? Paranormal, tied with Am I the Asshole. Am I the Asshole? Yeah. Um, But yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, because I post a lot of pretty things. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me either. But I would still say that even if we tallied all the votes together, uh, Paranormal would still come out on top. Absolutely. People are really into the Paranormal. People really like the Paranormal stuff. You have like non-believers but I'm like, but you keep listening to paranormal shit. So, <laughs> like, I don't get it. It's like they want to believe, but then they also don't want to believe. It just takes one thing to happen to scare the crap out of you mm-hmm. to become a full-on believer. That's all I'm saying. I feel like I've just always believed. Like, I just always have. I don't understand people that are just so fixated on, like, no, it's not real. I'm like, why? Why are you so sure it's not real? I've always believed, too. I mean... We heard so many stories when I used to live in my old house. Like, that house came for me. So, that house was active. And because of that house, that's why I'm a full-on believer of all the shit that happened to me in that house. Yeah. We used to joke that our house in Florida was haunted by pirates. It had a very dark energy. Like, even my dad's friend was a shaman. And even he was like, yeah, this house has some seriously dark energy. We're like, yeah, why not? And then the house that we moved into here, the first house, was super haunted. And then the second house was also super haunted. And then now that I look back, I'm wondering if it was just me and daddy that were haunted. Well, we talked about this. Do you think that the evil, something dark has followed you wherever you went? Wherever you go, basically? I wouldn't say it's necessarily dark. It's there. What? Like wherever you go, there's something there, I think with me yeah yeah no i absolutely agree i i i actually read something very interesting and i really resonated with it um from that book psychic witch 
um, the guys that he was talking to, one of his spiritual teachers, and his spiritual teachers was like, what is happening is because you're practicing magic and because you're like in like studying this stuff, you're like a fucking beacon. And like, if you're not in an area with a lot of other people that are practicing witches or psychics or mediums, then you're going to be like this lone beacon, like drawing things to you. And I was like, that <laughs> resonates so much. It resonates. Cause I have always been into this stuff. Um, I mean, even before I became a witch, I was into fairies and witches and like goblins and fairy tales. I've always been into it. And then when I became a witch, everything just amped up. And then in the past few years, taking my spirituality very seriously, really committed to the witchcraft. And I think that beacon just got a little bit brighter. I mean, I'm not a witch, but I'm here for it. I'm here for you. I'm fine with it, honestly. You're not alone. Yeah, I mean, like the thing is... It's just like you gotta come to this point where you're like, I'm not fucking afraid of you. Like, fuck off. Which can be hard to do at some points. Uh, yeah, especially when you're like, hey, so something's poking around the attic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that was weird. It happened again last night, and I was just like, dude, shut the fuck up. And then I lit some incense, and I was like, shut up. And then it did. And I was like, Jesus Christ, let a lady sleep. <laughs> No, I didn't hear anything last night. The storm was insane now. I was too fixated on the power going out and the college kids being loud as shit. They were so loud. I don't know what they were doing. They were like yelling at each other. And then before that, before the storm happened last night, there was cops outside. I saw that. You did? I did see that from my window. I was like, ooh, what's going on? Because I heard it for a minute. I heard the siren for a minute. Kind of like, hey, stop what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But I turned the siren off. And then I could see the blue and red flashing Mm -hmm. lights from the window. So I'm like looking outside. But it was like, I couldn't see what they were doing, though. I couldn't either. It looked like he pulled. Well, it looked like he was behind a car. And the car pulled into a driveway. And then the police, like, came. They're like, no, we're we're coming for you. So I didn't see what happened after that, though. I think they, like, came in and were questioning them. I was like. Yeah, but I knew it was, like, I don't know. And the cop, like, does their siren for, like, a minute. Yeah. And then stops. They're like, okay, they want you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, pull over right now. I don't. That's why I try and obey the laws of the road. I don't want to get pulled over. I, knock on wood, never been pulled over. I've been pulled over so many times. So many times. I'm going to knock on my wood. Yeah. I think they just can sense my hatred of authority. And they're like, this bitch is annoying. And I'm like, you don't even have a red car. A red car is the most. I used to, though. ticket car. I had a red truck for a long time. Bubba. I miss it. Uh, Bubba was red. I thought Bubba was blue. Midnight was blue. Midnight was blue. Yeah. Bubba was red. Did you have it during massage school? Mm-hmm. Why do I think it always was blue? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I got Bubba when I was like 22, 23. And then, you know, got totaled by a crackhead running into it and then fleeing and leaving his girlfriend at the scene of the crime. <laughs> he just left her there? Literally, yeah. Oh, he, my God. He hit my truck. So, my truck was parked. He hit it so hard that it went into the neighbor's yard And then he jumped out of the car and ran. And then his girlfriend was stuck in the car. They had to use the jaws of life to pry her (gasps) out. Was she okay? I think she was mostly okay. I think she needed to be hospitalized. But she was like so... There was meth in the car and like crack. And 
the whole fucking thing. And I also didn't get any help from their insurance because they didn't have insurance. So did they catch him? I don't know. I was never privy to that. They just said that the car was the girlfriend's dad and the guy was driving. The guy didn't have insurance, so they couldn't do anything. I was like, cool. Of course, that would be your car. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. And I still remember the neighbors across the street. Honey, they hit your car. I was like, oh, (laughs) no. I was crying. Tony was like, oh, you just (laughs) such a mess. Such a mess. But yeah, he was he was red. I miss Bubba. Such a R.I.P. Bubba. R.I.P. Bubba. And Midnight. Midnight's still around, but it's fine. I'm gonna make a million dollars and get a pink Bronco. Alright, that works. That's no I'm meth gonna... or crack addicts. We'll hit it. Jesus Christ, that is so fucking crazy. I don't even know who hit my car. And you got the same thing like on the back of your car. You know who hit your car? No idea. See, these freak- now as we're talking, these college kids just pull around. Did they just use a driveway? Yeah. Again? What the fuck? As we're talking right now. Honestly, it's so hard because, like, I don't know if it's the college kids or people that hit you in the fucking, like, parking lot. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I always, like, at work, I park far away. Yeah, I try and, in the back. Yeah, even in general, I park far away, and I don't. I just noticed it one day, and it just looks like. I mean, anything could hit you to look like that, but it looks like a white car, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm, speaking of weird cars, what that weird experience earlier? Oh, let's talk about it. Yeah. So let's dissect this. <laughs> I go to a park. I'm not gonna fucking say which park, you little freaks. Um, I go to a park (laughs) nearly every day. No, I do. I go every fucking day with my dog because he's spoiled. I go to the same park every day. I think it was a few weeks ago. Hold on. I even wrote it in my phone because I thought it was really strange. Yeah. No, not the license plate. This is what I wrote in my notes. It's in my to-do. I wrote, candy red truck parked and pulled away when I noticed it. And I have seen that truck so many times in the past few weeks and it always like pulls into the garage like pulls into the parking lot and then it parks horizontally taking up like three spots in a position where it can see me and then when I like get up and I'm like looking at it it leaves and I'm like okay this is getting really fucking weird I've seen this truck multiple times and like today I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go take a picture of the license plate. I walked up and as soon as that car saw me walking up, it left. And then I just stood there watching it with my arms crossed. Like I fucking see you. Like I'm not an idiot, sir. You chose the wrong girl. I am bipolar, which means I have paranoia, which means I notice the slightest things out of place. And that car has been there way too often. And just, it's just eerie that when I notice it, it leaves. And everyone's like, oh, Liz, it's your paranoia. And I'm like, nah, this has happened way too fucking often. So it's fucking creepy. Like, is it there the same time you're there? Like the same time every day? Cause you go multiple times a day. It's, it's not always the same time with you, I feel no, like. No, it is. Well, it's the same time every week. Like if they fall, if they are aware of my patterns, they know I go. They know I go in the morning and I go in the afternoon. Oh, okay. same times every okay. day because of my schedule. Okay. It might be like fifteen minutes off, but yeah, but yeah, it's usually there in the mornings. And you can't get a good look at the driver. 
I really haven't because I usually don't have my glasses on because it's like sunny. So it's just, I mean, next time I see that carpool and I'm taking a picture of it and I don't care if I look like a fucking Karen taking a photo of a car, I, I'm scared. There have been so many missing persons like, and Ohio is huge for sex trafficking. Huge. One of the girls at my work, um, her car was marked for mm. sex trafficking. She very, it was very like small, so she barely noticed it until like one of our other coworkers said something and I was like, hey, what's that on your car? And like written really smallly, really smallly, written really small was um, like black marker and it was like M and W um, because she drives her boyfriend. He doesn't drive. So W for woman. M, M for man. man. Yeah. Ugh. There's also this thing now that I saw on Pinterest. It's like if you see like a a bill in your like a hundred dollar bill or a twenty dollar bill in your car, like in the latch, the door latch, like don't touch it because they're like they're putting some paralytic agent on it so that you collapse and yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Like pass out. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So be careful out there, guys. <laughs> Actually, um, well, speaking of trucks, this was like, I don't know, a week ago, two weeks ago. I don't know. I lose track of time. Um, but my guy said he w- when he was here, there was a truck parked and they were like knocking on the door next door. And then he was like, can I help you? And the guy was like, no. And then he left. But I don't remember what color he said the truck was. I don't like it. But that made me think of when you said truck. Ugh. That you told me that. You know, it's really weird. I remember when I worked at the Renaissance, and this was when I was like 22, 23, 24, so I was a lot younger. I came back to my car one night, and there was like a, a, a branch like in the windshield, which makes no sense. It's an urban sprawl down there. I wasn't near any trees. And I was like, why the fuck is there a tree branch like in like under my windshield wiper? But looking back, <laughs> I wonder if that was like, what, what did you do, though? I took it out and I fucking left. I was like, I'm out of here. This is fucking weird. I just had, like, a weird feeling about it. And that after that, I think I started asking the security guards to walk me to my car. Because the thing was, if you work downtown, you can't find fucking parking anywhere. You either do the meters and you have to go out there and feed it with quarters every few hours. Or you park in a parking lot a few blocks away. I was a bartender. I carried cash. I was young. And that parking lot was, I don't know, two, three blocks away in the dark. I'm getting off at 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they any, like, flyers on your car you're supposed to leave alone. Like, don't pick anything off your windshield. Get in your car and then go and, and then go. do it. Yeah, I know. It's so scary. Well, that's creepy story time, I guess. Just, it's scary out here. It's scary out here. But anyway, I guess, like... Okay, so we could go, like, so today would be paranormal, and then maybe, like, next week would be, like, like sex, and then the week after that could be, like, am I the asshole? Yeah. That sounds good to you guys. If you guys have any differing opinions, you can hit us up and let us know. But unless we're told otherwise, that's what we're going to (laughs) do. So, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Before we get into it, do you have any recs? Um... I don't. I'm laughing because 
you liked the Barbie movie and we didn't like the Barbie movie. And you're like, you're going to love it. And I was like, I always had high expectations because everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so good. And I'm like, "Eh, it's okay. You didn't like it? I didn't hate it. I just, I don't know. It would have been a really good movie to watch high. Hmm. I mean, all the colors and And, stuff. And the songs, the visuals Hmm. and stuff. But I don't know. I just... Oh, it was an interesting take on feminism and misogyny. It was. And then when, um, what's her name? America Ferreira. What's mm-hmm. her name? Yeah. What's her name? When she did like her whole speech, I'm like, that's, she wasn't wrong. Just very right. I was like, that is a hundred percent accurate. And so like certain things like that was like, yeah, needs to be said more often, but I don't know. Um, I cried. I cried twice. Well, a lot of people said they cried. I cried. <laughs> I cried when uh, Barbie told the old woman she was beautiful, and the old woman said, I know. I was like, oh my God, okay, I'm gonna cry. And then I cried again when um, she was being shown all these things about being a human. I just lost it. I just like started crying. I was I was so touched. Do the Meg too? I do not. I like uh, creature features. What the hell? It's probably going to be stupid AF, but I don't care because I like those movies. Hey, whatever, whatever floats your boat. It almost looks like a Jurassic Park vibe. Okay. Interesting. Like prehistoric uh, creatures. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm down for that. Cool. That's why I'm like, it's so far fetched, but hey. Yeah, well, is it? Is it? Uh, But other than that, I think that's the only movie I watched since last time you and I were on the pod. So I think that's it. Okay. Um, what did we watch? Well, I watched Barbie and I fucking loved it and I dressed up. <laughs> I know some people are gonna come at me. Uh, no, for not liking Barbie. Everyone has a different opinion. I dressed up in a tweed skirt and a, a pink tweed with little lacy frills, silver heels, um, a pink bralette, and a jean jacket and a pink bow in my hair because I'm. I all saw. Out. I went all out. I'm just telling the viewers because I'm just letting them know that I went all out. And then some woman in the bathroom was like, I'm guessing you didn't go to see Oppenheimer. And I was like, I'm guessing I didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I loved Barbie. Um, I'm also, well, hold on, what movie did we watch yesterday? Oh, God, duh, Dangerous Beauty. That was a good one. It's from the 90s. It's about a courtesan, courtesan in the uh, 1500s. Her name's Veronica Franco. It is a true story. It's kind of about how she falls in love with this nobleman, but she doesn't have the dowry or the title to have him. And her dad basically pissed away her dowry. Um, and so her mom tells her she's going to become a courtesan, courtesan like herself. Um, and it's really beautiful. It's about... Um, it's about the power structure in Venice, as well as just how few rights women had in those days and how being a courtesan gave you far more rights and freedom than a, than a woman that was a wife was. Also, there's lots of sex, poetry, sword fights, uh, the Spanish Inquisition, need I say more? It's fucking amazing. I cried at that one. I was like sobbing at the end. My boyfriend was just looking at me like, oh my God. I was like, I'm sorry. I know I cry all the time, but it's so beautiful. 
and I think he he liked it, but I gave him a choice. I was like, Ventola or Dangerous Beauty? And he's like, no, let's go with Dangerous Beauty. I was like, and... Sorry, I have another one. No, shoot. I also, there is a book that I love. Um, The first one, let me make sure. I think the first one is Shadowfell. Um, so it is the Shadowfell series by Juliet Marillier. Um, and Shadowfell is the first one. And it's kind, it's about... It's about this, um, it's, it's kind of about Scotland, um, way, way, way back. I would say like maybe like 16, 1700s. I mean, it's a fantasy fiction. Um, but it is about how the King of Albin has basically outlawed anyone that has any canny or eldritch or fey traits, anyone that can like speak with the canny folk or the fey folk. Um, he basically, uh, murders them or burns their villages down or mind scrapes them, um, so that they end up like a babbling idiot or completely under his control. And it's about a girl that can speak to the Fae and her journey and who she meets. And it's, it's a beautiful book. It's more of like a, I would say like a, not, not quite a children's novel, but it's not as heavy as her adult books but i still love this one i think it's wonderful i think it's easy to slip into i think the story is amazing it's a great series so i'm rereading that so uh, those are my recs yep that's it that's all i got more than me i'm always reading something i need to get a book on green witchcraft i mean i've been getting back into reading but i've been going through some um richard layman books but it's hard to recommend those because they're <laughs> they're bad not like bad as in like bad writing, but bad as in just like the horror of it, the gore of it. And a lot of people can't handle that stuff. I mean, go ahead and recommend it. And the people that do will like it and the people that don't won't, you know, it's not like, it's not like someone would just be like, I don't like movies that are gory, but I'm going to read a book about it. I mean, like I stay away from horror novels before bed because I don't want to get nightmares. Well, I mean, my favorite, he's my favorite author, Richard Lehman and the Beast House series is like one of my favorite book series. Cool. Um, the first one's The Cellar. I forget what the second one's called, but the third one is like The Midnight Tour. And so it basically is just a tour of this house and at midnight and you see what happens. Cool. Sounds good. Gory, terrifying. Sex. It's it's very vulgar. Fair enough. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I saw something on a forum the other day where someone was like, I'm tired of dark romances that like really aren't that dark or smutty. And someone was like, read The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty by Anne Rice. And I was like, yeah, that's some I mean, dark it's, it's not even dark romance. It's just. No, I know. I just meant like, I can definitely relate to that because The Claiming of Sleep, Sleeping Beauty and uh, The Story of O are very, very dark BDSM shit. But some probably people like that. Probably be me. Yeah, there you go. Me too. I, I like dark it. stuff. I'm a dark person. You like BDSM. Huh. Okay. Anyway. So yeah. So those are our recs. Um, since we're going into paranormal, um, we're going to post part two of the Ouija board experience on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And that took a dark turn. Speaking of dark. That we're probably literally have to bury the board now. Yeah. Actually, I thought we could take a picture of us doing that later or something. Put it up on the Instagram. Yeah. We might. I'll probably post a tiny little clip on like TikTok and Instagram. 
But if you want the whole thing, you're going to have to subscribe on Patreon. I mean, the only thing you post is like a minute long, but mm-hmm. like on Patreon, they're like 30 to 40 minutes long. Yeah. And I mean, it can be slow with the Ouija ones because it's not like it's like we're not going to like pretend to make contact and like pretend that we're getting like all this crazy shit happening. Like sometimes it's slow. Sometimes like it doesn't make sense. I know, but this time was faster. Uh, once the <laughs> lights go out, it gets dark yeah shit comes out yep okay so are we ready to jump into some paranormal stories on reddit yes ma'am okay so i found this one on demons community on reddit it kind of remind me of an ex- the conversation i had with a client earlier today and it is called undesirable experience with a succubus by realistic pen 2486 this fateful case happened in october 2022 i already mentioned about it but i didn't get to tell how it happened so i'll leave it here for the record it was a short experience however intense enough to leave marks for the rest of my life I was having an apparently normal dream that took place inside the house where I was sitting on a sofa. Suddenly, out of the most absolute nothingness, a woman materializes. She walks toward me with a mischievous smile and sits next to me on the couch, hugs me and starts kissing my neck. About her appearance, well, she was blonde and wore a black dress that covered her entire body. She presented herself in an elegant and decent manner, not in a sexually ludicrous appearance. Until then, I didn't show any reaction because I thought it was a mere normal dream. I just let it happen. It got to the point where I thought if things were going to heat up, it wouldn't take long for that mystery woman to put her hand on my friend. So I got carried away thinking things would escalate to something deeper. But the stimulus I got was the complete opposite. My member became uncomfortably sensitive to the point where I desperately screamed at her to take her hand away take it off take it off now the woman removes her hand and that discomfort decreases to the point that i continue to enjoy the kisses she continues to give me on the neck during all this time this woman didn't say anything she just giggled to reiterate during the entire course of the scene i swore it was a normal dream after a while the woman's kisses start to cool down giving me chills The feeling was still good, but I started to realize that there was something wrong with it all. Cold kiss? Chills? Wait, this is not a normal dream, and this woman is not a mere figment of my imagination. She could only be a demon. Damn it! A demon is kissing me! Just when I was going to confront her, saying, You're a demon! I suddenly wake up. I could see that she would be kissing me with a dismissive tone. Okay, he's figured it all out. Time for me to go. It was morning. I was in a position like someone was spooning me. My member was sensitive. When I go to check it, I end up having a nasty surprise. It would be sick. What? Obviously, I was panicked at first, still trying to deny that it had really happened because I had gone to sleep normally and woke up in that situation. Desperately, I looked for a urologist doctor to examine me. He gave me a treatment and things ended well. A big problem was making the doctor who consulted me believe that I really was a virgin. Oh, well, that would have probably been a good thing to start with (laughs) you buried the lead my friend um if i'd known from the start that woman was a succubus i would never have let her get close to me caught me off guard so yeah that's it that's it okay so he fell asleep so was he half awake and dreaming this 
I think he just thought that or he, he was, was awake when this happened. I think that I think that he thought it was a dream, but it I mean, no, I think it was a dream. Because remember he said he woke up and he felt like someone was spooning him or he was in the spooning position. So it sounds like he drifted off. Maybe it wasn't a dream, but he definitely thought it was a dream. Okay, but what was sick on his Yeah, I member? don't get it. Guy, it, we need more detail. OP said, my lord, I almost died with that experience. That succubus was sent to kill me. Just to give you an idea, even today I have to take medicine with some regularity to continue living. Yes, rarely does anyone get to see them in their true forms. What the fuck happened? I don't know. You have to take a pill to live? Like, what? Yeah. What? I'm confused. So is this a succubus with, like, an STD? I don't know. I'm confused. What are people saying in the comments? Okay, hold on. We'll go to the comments. Someone like, did said, she give him, like, HIV? Like, what? I, I don't know. Someone said, wow, what an experience. If... You knew what they really looked like, you would be horrified. I heard they can shapeshift to most anything. The following analogy when Jack Torrance in the movie The Shining is hugging and kissing a nude pretty young lady in the Overlook Hotel bathroom, only for her to re reveal her physical appearance in the mirror as an ugly, decaying zombie. Demons suck you by are far worse, I hear, in appearance. Now someone's saying, oh, it sounds like succubuses are the aliens or greys or reptilians. This is really weird. And then people are saying, go to Jesus. Someone said, this demon rabbit Reddit sub allows for a diverse view on things within the reels. Satanists and Christians and all other spectrums and ramifications of views in between. How long ago have you had this bizarre experience? Do you know who sent the succubus demon? What in the world did it do to you that was so dangerous? If you care to share. That's what we want to know. I know. No pressure, of course. In my opinion, arm yourself with faith in God. I believe succubi are demons and their ultimate goal is to steal, to kill, and destroy according to Jesus, the son of God. Be well, stay safe. By the way, I am not better than anyone on the sub. We are all on a quest for confirmations with reality and curiosities and experiences. Fascinating stuff, ETC. P.S. The temptation is always there, thinking you will get the most gorgeous woman of your dreams. She will dress like you want, fulfill every fetish you ever imagined or dreamed, etc. I heard they can shapeshift to this fantasy to deceive you temporarily. After a friend showed me some legit images of evil spirits, I ran further away. Maybe in your dreams, but not in reality. LOL. OP says, I am aware of all terms and conditions set out in this sub, I think. As for these type of occurrences, I have a good part of them already registered. Yeah, yeah, we have to resist temptations. If it's any consolation, I've never resorted to artificial methods to get women. That is, through the use of spells and indications of these su succubi. Why do they keep saying succubus? It's succubi. I was curious about these photographs. As far as I know, it's very rare that they are captured in photographs. Until today, I can say that I haven't seen anything real. Haunted Old Elevator said, Cannot post here. The mods will take them down. A friend, Larry King 923 on our demons, shared with me. They are actual pictures, paintings, I believe, that a secret sect of the Catholic Church had captured and kept them in, cell in cells below a castle. They are definitely otherworldly, know nothing more. Uh, OP said, there really is something very personal that happened last night, but I'd rather not say it because I've never seen any reports of it. It was an unprecedented event for me. Let me get this right. The Larry who showed you classified footage of a secret sect of the Catholic Church kept in a dungeon. It is no longer necessary for me to see them. I could visualize everything. Absolutely everything. 
What the fuck? Can you send a succubus on somebody? I'm sure you could. I mean, yeah, if you harness demons. I, I don't know. I don't fuck with demons, so. Trust me, it's the last thing you want to do. So basically, it just sounds like he was a virgin, got raped by the succubus, succubus gave him STD. End of story, right? Like, that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> I'm just trying to see what happened. I mean, it just seems like he doesn't want to share it. He won't exactly say what happened. Yeah, I know. Because even the guy was like, hey, if you're open to sharing it, what happened to you? And he still didn't answer it. Yeah, I know. He didn't. I'm very confused about that. Okay. This is in the Reddit subreddit uh, demons. And it says, my father claims he was an exorcist. From Elderberry OK6719, and this was posted a year ago. Hey everyone, this is a story I'd like to share with you all. I'm personally not sure how to feel about it since I don't really believe in anything religion related, yet this got me thinking for the past year. So one night I was watching The Crucifixion with my uncle. After the movie, we called my father to ask if anything that happened in the movie could be real since I knew he was a priest. He goes on to tell us, that he was also an exorcist. This was surprising to me since I've never heard about it until then. I was 17 at the time. He told me that when he was studying to become a priest, there was a section in his book about exorcism. His teacher specifically told all the students not to look into that section. Fast forward a couple years later, he became a priest. One day when walking home, an old lady came up to him and said that a woman in our village needed help because she was possessed. She also said that a priest in a different village sent her to my father. My father had never even heard about said priest, but he decided to help the woman. In the beginning, he was scared to actually perform the necessary rituals to get rid of the demon and just read basic stuff from the Bible. Ever since he began doing that, the demon started waking him up during the night, saying he's scared of them and won't dare challenge them. After a while, my father got tired of it and actually started performing the correct exorcist rituals. He also mentioned that unlike in most movies, you don't need to find out a demon's name to get rid of it. In fact, the demons are proud of themselves and intentionally say their name, saying how powerful they are. Interestingly, my mother and I were never affected by said demons. He said that what he was doing was very dangerous, not for him, but for us. He said that while he was wearing his priest's clothing, the demons wouldn't be able to hurt him. One time, he said he was at a church on Sunday doing normal service when an old woman started levitating, then flew straight at my father. He told all the men in the church to hold her while he performed an exorcism. Another time, he had to get rid of a demon inside of someone's home. When he entered the home, nothing seemed wrong. But as soon as he started the exorcism, the doors and windows started opening and closing. Water began running from the taps and the lights were flickering. He had many more encounters with demons, but these are the ones that I remember best. Sometime later, he cheated on my mother and ran away with the other woman. He stopped being a priest, and that's when the demons finally left him alone. At first, I thought he was joking or that he was drunk, so I asked him about it the next day, and he said that it's all true. My mother and grandparents also confirmed the whole story. I'm not sure how to feel about all of this, but I thought I'd share this story with people that might be interested in this type of stuff. If anyone has any questions, I'll be glad to answer them, and thank you for reading all of this. I tried to keep it short by leaving out some stuff that didn't seem very interesting to me, but it still ended up being long. Okay. There was only one comment and someone said, you should ask him more details and document them on this sub. Show interest in what he says and express that you believe him so he'd be more open. OP said, he's extremely open about it. It's not that he hid all of this from me. He just didn't feel like I would care, I guess. 
I've heard more stories about him. One time a woman came to him saying she has an urgent problem. Somehow my father already knew the woman was going to tell him about her son's cancer, even though he never met her or her son. Also, one night the demons were keeping him awake again. This was during the winter. He kept hearing voices from the window, but when he went to check, there was no one there. What's more interesting is that there weren't any footsteps in the snow either. I also remember one time when I was talking with my father about these things, one of the lights went out. Although I'm not sure if that has anything to do with it. We just needed to replace the starter. Exorcisms, they just are so fascinating to me. They're extremely fascinating. I watch every movie that has an exorcism in it because I find it so fucking interesting. I had this client and he said he knows someone that does exorcisms. And Mm. I was like, and he like was invited to go like during a time. And I'm like, how would you not want to go? And he's like, because you have to fully 100% like believe in God. Mm. If there's like any doubt, you should not go. Yeah. So I was like, all right, that's a tough one. (laughs) Yeah. So. I mean, I don't believe in the Christian God. I believe in a a metaphysical universal thing. I just wouldn't call it the Christian God or anything like that. I mean, it'd be cool to experience that or see it. I don't know either. I mean, it's just so fascinating. It's just so fascinating. I just, it's so interesting. What forum are you on? Are you on paranormal? Are you on, what are you on? Oh, I do different ones. There's ghost, ghost encounters, paranormal, demon, Ouija. Just look up anything. We've got skinwalkers, wendigos, like all of it. I don't like skinwalker. Very creepy. All right, so we'll do this one. Um, My friend and I, both skeptics, used at a Ouija board uh, by you, Cillian's Creek. Let's do it. All right. Some quick background. If you find the story suspiciously fictitious, you're not exactly wrong. I, the person telling the story, just happen to write fiction as a hobby, in particular, in particular supernatural fiction. But I like creatures. Ghost stories are great, but those aren't the stories that come to me. It's important I address this so that you can understand that although this post may read-sound like it, belongs on other threads. The story I'm sharing with you here is my best recollection of a 100% real paranormal Ouija board experience that I had as a total skeptic and, as I feel inclined to acknowledge, as a fiction writer. Mm. I know this is the internet and you shouldn't believe everything you read. True, but I swear on my life and family, my friend, and I communicated with someone or something via Ouija board. This is everything I can recall about that night. Dot, dot, dot. Here we go. I'll refer to my friend as Jim. Jim works in the trades. A few years ago, Jim and I were obsessed with acquiring a Ouija board. This was around Halloween time. Hot, go figure. So we were having trouble finding some. Walmart and Target didn't have any, but of all places, we managed to find one on sale in the small toys and board game section of TJ Maxx. We threw some cash together and bought it. I know, you only have to be like nine to play with it. Mm. but 21 to drink remember that i've never used an ouija board before but jim had jim is like me i've known him for a very long time and he is very skeptical we both very much want to believe these things are real but for me the same reasons we both wouldn't dare mess with each other for a cheap thrill he says the last time he used an ouija board the people he was with were moving the planchette to say funny things 
So after we got the board, we kept saying to each other, you better not move the planchette. We were going to go about this as properly as we knew how to see if it was real once and for all. Our plan with the Ouija board was simple. No candles, no light, other than what the nearly full moon provides. Just go someplace spooky and try it out, and we knew just the place. In the town next to ours was a small, quiet nature trail with a little beach. Both dog walkers and shell fishermen come through here when the sun's up, and at night you usually find fogged-up cars rocking back and forth, and sometimes a cop. Then there's the odd sort like us with the Ouija board. But when we pulled up that night, there was nobody in the parking lot, so we took the best spot. It's locally referred to as the hookup spot because it's on the other side of the parking lot, isolated. Which is the part I like, in addition to the fact it's simply atmospheric, especially the night under the nearly full moon, as well as the fact this little area is built right beside abandoned railroad tracks. There's a trail leading up to them literally right beside the parking space. Get out, take two steps, and you're on the trail. And that being said, Jim and I agreed to try the Ouija board here until someone else shows up. We set up on the hood of the car, and I volunteered to be the voice. We began circling the planchette, and I observed how still the world around me was. The leaves weren't rustling for even the slightest breeze, and the sea was nearly flat. No birds were singing, no crickets, no frogs. All was still, but all was calm. Forgive me if the specifics get a little blurry here, because this was a few years ago, and it was late at night. I definitely asked one or two more questions than what's written here, but neither Jim and I can remember more than written. I introduced us and asked if there were any spirits. We giggled. We felt utterly silly doing this. The planchette didn't move and remained stationary for a few more questions. Then I asked plainly, do you have a name? Then the planchette started moving. Jim and I asked one another, are you moving it? Are you moving it? You're moving it. Come on, you're moving it. The planchette stopped on, yes. I asked, what is your name? At once, the planchette went down to R, then Y, then A. I'd find out later that Jim and I were thinking the, the same thing. Then the planchette went to A. Oh, this guy's named Ryan. Great. Not a demon. But then the planchette moved to K, then stopped there. We both looked at each other with the same look in our eyes. I knew I wasn't moving the planchette, and I'm 99% sure Jim wasn't moving the planchette, so we were just left with the obvious question. Who was moving the planchette, right? That's what I want to know. Someone or something with the most bizarrely terrifying name was moving the planchette. Are you friendly? I asked. It felt like forever, but the planchette found its way to yes. We both sighed, relieved. Are you from here? I asked. Then for the last time, the planchette moved. No. Do you have a family? The planchette remained still. Where are you from? Nothing. I think I asked a couple more questions, but the planchette didn't move again for any of them. I then lifted the planchette up to begin putting away the board, and Jim had to remind me to say goodbye. I immediately put the planchette back on the board and moved it to say goodbye. Again, I observed my surroundings. They hadn't changed. There was still no breeze. The water was still calm. All was calm. You weren't scaring yourself at the thought of no bird song because you felt something sinister about it was calm because it was just that kind of mid-October night. My friend and I discussed our experience afterwards. We, we felt concerned for Ryak. In hindsight, we feel like something must have scared him off. I ask if he's from there. He says no and then goes quiet. Is that what happened? Obviously, I don't know, but we were both strongly felt like that was the case. Other than that, though our experience with the Ouija board was surprisingly positive, I compare it to an unexpectedly meeting someone cool in the elevator subway. The word neutral also comes to mind. 
I googled the name Ryak, and while that largely turned up nothing, it turned up some things that get me thinking. Ancestry claims there were Ryak, um, R-Y-A-K-R-Y-A-C, families in Missouri and Michigan from the 1880s to the 1940s. An amalgamation of other information from the first page of Google leads me to believe the name was fabricated during U.S. immigration process and or Scandinavian Norse origin. One source said there are Ryak families in the U.S., the U.K., Finland, and Australia. Just one, though. I also learned that Ryak is Indonesian for a ripple sign. Indication, and while there's probably no connection there, I still find that fascinating enough to mention I can't find anyone on social media with the name Ryak or similar. I'd have more research on the name, if it even truly exists or existed, but I currently lack the resources. As for the Ouija board, I lent it to a friend and never saw it again. They're doing just fine, if you're wondering. My friend and I met a spirit-ghost named Ryak using a Ouija board from TJ Maxx. Name research leaves me wondering if he, she, they, was a Scandinavian immigrant in the 1800s or perhaps a Viking. Well, at least they had a positive experience. I know, but, like, getting that name that makes you a believer? I mean, I was, like, like, I don't know. I was expecting something, like, more in-depth to be, like, oh. Well, I mean, it's an interesting name, right? Like, it's very unique. It's not, like, it's not, like. (laughs) Sorry. Someone just said that was literally the most boring story I've ever (laughs) read. Oh, that's mean. Hot, crispy ducks. Calling you out. That's not nice at all. Sorry, I just saw that. I, I mean, I was expecting more, too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's not much comments on it worth... Um, there's, like, five comments on them worth reading besides... <laughs> that was the most boring story. Damn! Nice. It doesn't always have to be, like, a... He painted the picture well, though. Like, he was a good writer. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be, like, oh, you know, like, it's something terrifying happened to me. Ha, 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 you know? Sometimes they're just normal things, you know? All right. Well, since that one was kind of bleh, um, I'm going to do another Ouija board one, and I'll see if this one's better. Um, and this is why I will never touch the Ouija board again by XS under Zex. It's highlighted in green. Mm-hmm. Demonic activity. Mm-hmm. It's a scary story and violent, so content warning. Let's do it. Not recommended for younger users. Oh. Neither is half her content on here. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Definitely <laughs> not. All right, ready? Yeah. Okay. My house had strange energy growing up, always did. But then when I turned 10, my mom made the worst decision in her life. Oh, no. She had bought me a Ouija board because I saw one online and I was begging for one. So I got one. Don't blame it on the mom. You were begging for it, too. I know, but as a mom, I don't think I'd buy my kid one. But if you were just, like, someone that didn't believe in that stuff, and you're probably like, oh, what, they'll just, like, it'll say, like, put And it's not going to show I guess. We're smarter than that, but, I mean, not everyone is. I guess. Continue. Okay. For my 10th birthday party, I held it at a friend's house, her little trailer. There was about six of us, all about 10 to 11-year-olds. We played the Ouija board in her kitchen, which was connected to her back living room. Her back living room was extremely scary. Her back living room had extremely scary vibes to it, and I never slept back there because of it just for reference. So we started asking questions after we lit a bunch of candles. Mm -hmm. We connected to a woman named Abby. She spelled out words that were violent and horrible. I'll just say that. After spelling out that she died because of someone else doing something bad to her, the candles went out. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. We were in the complete dark. Nobody blew up the candles, and we all screamed, and everyone started crying. So a while goes by, and me and my friend Alex continue playing with the board, trying to talk to Abby. Oh, my God. And I'm going to use quotations over the name Abby. She told us that she was a young girl who passed away in a violent way and that she was angry and wanted to harm us, too. Oh, that's nice. Damn it, Abby. The next day, I get a message from my friend saying whatever I did to her at a sleepover wasn't funny and she hates me now. Dramatic 10-year-olds. I had no idea what she was talking about. She sent a photo of a large scratch on her back. I continued receiving things like this from my friends and it happened to me. Three large red marks on my back like claws. A while goes by and honestly, I'm struggling to remember what happened. I recall Abby said she wanted a body, so I bought her a doll. The doll had light brown curly hair, a red bow, an older Victorian red velvet dress, and green brown eyes. Why the hell is this person getting Abby a fucking body when she's being violent? Because she's 10 years old. Well, I I wouldn't do that, and I was a dumbass 10-year-old too, and even I wouldn't give the spirit a doll to come into. That's fucking crazy. Dolls are windows. Especially a violent spirit. Okay, whatever. That's all. The doll would move around on its own, and I always became uncomfortable around it. The older I got, the less activity happened. I thought she had left me entirely for a while until I saw a psychic and she told me that extremely dark energy attached to me. She said it wasn't a little girl, as Abby came off as a younger girl-woman usually. She said it was the most likely a demonic energy. I used sage and everything trying to get rid of it. For a while, this worked. Then when I was 14, I bought dowsing rods and I was messing around with them with my friends at school. Quote, boarding school, so I wasn't home. My friend was talking to her male cousin who had passed away and all of a sudden my other friend screams. She turns around and said something I will never forget. She hurt me. We looked at her back and we saw blood everywhere. After that, we closed the rod session and I went into a full-blown panic attack and explained everything about Abby. Mm. These girls never even knew about her and then one girl who got scratched said she had been dreaming about the doll I had talked about. When I went home, I got rid of the doll and made a vow to never bring her up again. Except to this post, I will never be able to explain why the girls and I both got scratched. Most of the activity in my house is gone now, but something is just off every time I hear her name or anyone who remotely reminds me of the doll. One of the most evil things I've ever encountered was a little girl named Abby who was not a little girl. College kids. Uh, There are no comments. That's very weird. Don't mess around with dolls. No, I'm with you. I mean... Even as a little girl, I, I don't just, like dolls. Oh, no, I've never liked dolls. I, well, I just... I don't understand why, if an entity is being evil, why you would be like, yeah, come to this doll. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're in, literally inviting it. Yeah. Like and I, it's, just, it's gonna get more energy and more powerful. Yeah. What do you, and <laughs> what oh, do you think is gonna God, happen? Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Seriously, what the fuck? Okay. I just have issues with that, I guess. <laughs> just have issues. It's just like Annabelle, right? Oh, yeah. But the thing is with Annabelle, like Annabelle like pretended to be cute at first, right? Like she was like, oh, I'm just a sad little girl and I got killed nearby. And they're like, oh, poor Annabelle. Come stay with us in this doll. She was yeah. like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I died a violent way. You mm-hmm. died a violent way. Yeah. Hey, I hate you. Yeah. I die violently. I want to hurt you. Yeah. Sure. Let me get, let me have a doll for you. Yeah. Come, come into the doll. Come hurt me. No, don't, don't do that. Don't. Anyone listening? No. 
That was not to you. That was hyperbolic. Okay. No, I don't like the three scratches. I don't fuck. I don't fuck with that shit. Always three. I don't like it. The story was a little bit better than the other one. Yeah. Well, I chose an interesting story. Okay, so what way are we going to turn on this one? I did a Ouija one, too. Oh, we're back. Okay. But this one is called Zozo. No. (laughs) Long story, please help. Oh, no. And this is by Hearing-Euphoric, and it was posted two years ago, so hopefully they got some help. Okay, ready? No. Great. So, for my whole life, I've always been attracted to spirits and videos where people use the board, stuff like that. Recently, my friends and I bought a Ouija board and I was so excited. My friend and I did it our first time together in a graveyard just a couple weeks ago. We didn't get anything like, should we call it something different so we're not keep saying the name? Yeah. We'll call it Z. Z, okay. We'll call this entity Zozo Z. I don't like giving the power of saying his name over and over. Yes. We didn't get anything like Z or anything like that. It was fine. We talked to one person and left the graveyard. After the first time I used it, I was almost scared at how excited it made me. Oof. The second time I used it, it was with my boyfriend. The second we used it, we got Z. He didn't understand what was happening, and I was dumb and just didn't say goodbye right away. We said goodbye eventually and left the area. We used it again and tried to connect with our grandmothers. It was a strong pull, and it said it was her, and they were watching over us. We talked for a while, and when I asked another question, it went to Z again. We just said goodbye and left. Keep in mind, I had the board with me when I go home. The next time I used it was last week at another graveyard. I was with my boyfriend, and we talked to many, many people. We moved around a lot, even though now I know it doesn't change anything. We eventually talked to this person that called themselves Mama. Another name for Z. That's another name for Z. Yeah. They said they were the person in charge around there, and it eventually earned our trust. We asked for its intentions, and it said they were good, and we could come back to look for him. We left, not having a bad session. The next time I used it, I was with my boyfriend and two other people. We were bored, and I suggested using the board. On the way to the park, I said, we should try to find Mama, and he was like, no. So I let it go. But as soon as we sat down and used it, it went right to Mama. It said that my two other friends couldn't use it because we were the ones who trusted him. Trusted him. Okay. So it was just my boyfriend and I, and I using it and it kept saying mama. One of my friends noticed something and looked something up and it said it's Z. I was confused because I trusted this mama and I didn't believe it at first, but it really made sense. He gained our trust by lying so he could get closer to it, to us. We asked if it was Z And it said yes, and my boyfriend ended it. The other friend wanted to play again, so we did, and we just got Mama, or Z, again. He was asking questions about if he wanted to attach himself to anyone and if he had good intentions. It didn't seem right. We ended it eventually, and I wanted to play again for some reason. Oh my god, this girl, what in the hell? So I put my fingers on the piece, waiting for my friend to get his fingers on it, and it went right to yes, me playing by myself, and to Mama. I was like, that's not me moving it. And my boyfriend immediately lifted my fingers off of it without me saying goodbye. I was just scared. And so we left. The whole ride home, my friend kept asking questions about how the board works. 
When we stopped at another park, he said, you need to say goodbye. I have a bad feeling about this. So I got it out when both played. Of course, we got Mama or Z right away. And my friend went on with asking questions about himself, attaching himself to me. And if we can say goodbye, the fuck? When we tried to say goodbye, it went to no again and again. Eventually, it went to goodbye and we put it away. Now we are coming up to just earlier. I haven't used it or even looked at it, but the board is in my room put away. I didn't even think about it. When I was taking a nap, I had the worst dream. I was by myself and my phone wasn't working. The board was in my backpack where it always is. I was watching TV and I heard stuff upstairs. So I went upstairs and stuff around me kept getting thrown at my face like toy balls and doors flying open or closed in my face. I got scared, so I went downstairs and tried to call my friends. It didn't work, so I just calmed down and tried to continue watching TV. Eventually, I looked down because I had a feeling to, and the board was out by itself. I didn't move this time, but it scared the crap out of me, so I put it in my backpack and tried to open the doors, and they wouldn't open. Remember, guys, this is my dream. Eventually, someone came over somehow, and I was talking to them, and I turned around, and the board was out, candles lit in a circle, and it was going to Zozo oops really <laughs> fast sorry i got really caught up i got so scared that i woke myself up and i immediately got scared as fuck what if z is attaching himself to me because i played by myself i'm so scared i don't know what to do someone help okay everyone's like uh it's probably just eh, it's just like a yeah it's nothing serious these two first comments are like eh, it's nothing serious um, someone said, Z is the demon of the board. If he fails to gain your trust with his real name, he will speak to you while using the name Mama to gain your trust. He can be dangerous if you give him too much power. Be strong-willed, pray to God, and do not show fear. Um, someone said, go to church and ask pastor for help you. Call Lord Jesus for the help. Someone said, why necessarily Jesus? Can't Buddha help? But they spelled Buddha wrong. Z is demon. And with problem about Ouija, praying with God in Jesus' name, he shall protect and save you, demon. Ouija is the portal for G demon join them. I've seen many pastor cast out demon from who has played Ouija before. P.S. I'm Christian. I do not believe in Buddha then. They're spelling it wrong. They're saying it B-U-D-A. I don't think that person is English as a person. No, I was going to say that too. So. But still, it's B-U-D-D-A-J. Come on, guys. You can also use cleansing herbs such as sage or juniper, and there's a bunch more out there um, that are known for clearing negative spirits. Someone else said, I played with the Ouija board three times in the past. Each time I got Z, although one time it made up a fake name initially. The planchette was moving very erratically in figure eight, trying to move off the board, tried counting down. I ended the sessions promptly each time. Nothing bad has ever happened, and that was five years ago. That's what it did with us. You know. It was counting down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. Mm. Get on Patreon. Get on Patreon, guys. We got Z. Yeah, we did. And we're not telling you anything more other than no. that. All right. Okay, guys. I found one on the subreddit, uh, No Sleep, which is actually a really good subreddit, and I forgot to add that, so I'm going to do it now. Ready? No sleep. Yeah, that's the subreddit, yeah. Okay. This is by Horse Header, and it's called My Experience with the Midnight Man. Oh, no. Yep. Not the Midnight Man. Yes. Yee. December 23rd, 2013. Me, Jake, and my cousin, Tom, were at home alone. My parents and siblings had left for Maryland earlier in the day to visit with our grandparents for Christmas. The plan was for us to join them on Christmas Eve. 
I had to dog sit and my cousin Tom was keeping me company. They had left at roughly 2 p.m. and by night we were completely bored. We started watching some horror movies and had gotten in the horror movie mood. Not scared, but excited. It's hard to explain the feeling. Excited to be scared? Yeah, I definitely get that. So a quick Google, quick Google search led us to this amazingly simple game. We had everything we needed already at home and we could do it. This was something neither of us believed would work even the tiniest little bit. Our plan was to disprove it for science. Smart, right? This is for the person that wanted us to talk about science. So There you go. There's your science. There's your science. Um, yay. yay. Smart, right? Let me describe my house real quick. Pretty average two-story house, four bedroom, two bath, large basement and living room. 11 p.m. This, to me, is when our night started. We started to assemble everything we would need in the kitchen. Two large candles, two note cards, a sewing needle, two lighters, two baggies of salt, and a silver cross on a chain, which was hung on my sister's door to keep whatever we summoned out of it if it worked. <laughs> nice. When we finished collecting all of this, we were getting pretty excited, and we were definitely no longer bored. 11.58. After writing down our names, both me and Tom pricked our fingers. And blood, right? Yes. Okay. About to say that pricked our fingers and put a dot of blood on our pieces of paper and stepped outside with all our supplies. We placed our bloodied names on the doorstep and waited for midnight at 1159. We knocked on our own door 22 times because yeah, you got to do it 22 times and end right on midnight. 12. We walked into my house, lit our candles and commenced the game. It was pretty simple for a while walking around pretending we could feel cold spots and basically playing the paranormal investigator. We played this for about an hour before we got bored. I decided I was done playing this dumb game and sat down on the couch with my candle and talked to Tom, who was feeling pretty much the same as I was about the game. We managed to talk for maybe five minutes. I was looking at Tom and he was looking around when he stopped talking in mid-sentence, his eyes fixed on something. Without saying a word, I looked over to see what he saw. In the doorway was a very black outline, darker than pitch black, blacker than the blackness of the house outline in the darkness. This thing was standing in the doorway to the kitchen leading to the living room. It was almost human, but so much worse. His head was touching the top of the doorway and its shoulders were touching the sides. This thing's arms were down near where my knees would be if I stood in that doorway. This thing's eyes were the darkest part. It looked like darkness condensed so far that it created a hole in the world. It looked right at us. The only reason I know that this thing was not a figment of my imagination was that when I started describing it, Tom finished the description. We ran into my room, which had felt safest the entire night. We did not shut the door, which was against the rules. If you close the door, it would know exactly where you were. So we saw this thing pass the door and go down the hallway. As ew, ew, it's so ill. As it did this, the draft it created blew out my candle. You so you only had like a few seconds to light Ten it, right? seconds. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. A draft is too kind of word. This was a win. I could not get it to light. I finally oof. I got goosebumps. I know I do too. I finally lit my candle at the ten second count. Tom was freaking out about it, and I was desperately praying I didn't need to draw a salt circle. If I did, Tom would have to venture out alone and I would be left sitting on my own in a circle of salt in the pitch black with no candle and darkness for company. At this point, we decided we needed to get downstairs and stay there. 2.30 a.m. 
We find we walked quickly but silently down the stairs and huddled in the basement corner near the fireplace. I do not know how we managed it, but we somehow managed to create what I can only describe as a bubble of positive energy. During during this time, we talked about everything we could that would keep the good energy. This was by far the hardest thing I had done. How hard it is to think of good things you might ask. Well, the entire time we were downstairs, footprints were stomping up and down the stairs, all through the kitchen and the hallway above us. And every once in a while, we could see a face looking at us from the stairs. Mm. So I would say it was pretty damn hard to keep that shield up. We sat down for there, down there for what felt like years and years. The clock on the wall seemed to move way too slow. When 333 finally came around, the worst part was that my phone suddenly turned on at full volume. I take this as that thing as that thing saying goodbye in its own way. We immediately left and booked it out of there and just got in the car and drove till daylight, neither of us able to believe what had just happened. Summary. What I took away from this is don't fucking mess with the paranormal. Those boards to communicate with spirits or flipping voodoo will screw you over. This thing seemed to feed on negative energy. And unless you have experienced something like this, I don't know if you can understand how much of it seems to be in your head. We would do this again to prove we are not crazy and with someone else to prove it. I apologize if my writing sucks. Please write in the comments if you have done this game or are planning on it. Someone said, congratulations, you summoned a demon. <laughs> Why do people continue to think that these rituals are games? You're lucky it was a temporary contract. Solid. So fucking true. What do you think you're doing? You're writing your full it, well, fucking isn't name. Isn't the, the Midnight Man a demon anyway? Dude, yeah. It was an ancient pagan ritual that they did to members of the tribe that had fucked up. They sent them out alone to deal with this fucking demonic entity as punishment so what how do you win the not win the game but how do you what happens if you don't light your candle and within 10 seconds um if you don't light your candle within 10 seconds you have to put a circle of salt around you and you can't move until 333 so you lose i say you only lose if the, he gets you so what happens if he gets you I saw a YouTube video of this girl that did this game, but she got really scared around like 1.35ish a.m. or something like that. Some, some Somewhere towards the middle. She got scared because she kept seeing this dark entity all over the house. Well, yeah, that's the game. Right, because you're supposed to have all the lights off and you know, you only have your candle. And she got scared and she's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. So she turned on the lights and just went to bed and you can't do that. You have to stick it out till 333. You cannot end the game. And she's been haunted ever since by this thing. It hasn't left. She even moved. It's still there. Fucks with her baby too. Well, you know, kind of like what the demons fucking do to us. (laughs) Lurk, drain on your energy, stomp around the house, scare you, make everything cold, try and drain your energy. Mm. typical demonic shit yeah i would just create a salt circle and stick it out and just wait till 333 no fucking way i'd be running around the house i don't want to f- what if you do the salt circle and that thing is just staring at you for three fucking hours just sitting right outside the salt circle just fucking staring at you no fucking way but if you I'm walk moving. around with your candle and it's still lit and he's walking around too does he just leave you alone like, what is, are you just hide from him? Like, what is the whole purpose of the game? You're supposed to hide from him. And if your candle goes out, it means he's close. 
So you just go around your house hiding. Yeah. So if your candle doesn't go out, should you stay in that spot? No, like, you're not allowed to stay in one you, spot. You gotta move I don't around. know why those guys did, but you're not supposed to. You have to keep moving. And you can't turn to. on the lights. You can't call anybody. Can't have any electronics. See, I, I don't, I would never play that game. Fuck no. Hell no. Someone said, I believe your story 100%. If this happens again, what you do is go onto the site scaryforkids.com and look at the scary game section and then Midnight Man. It tells you the rules and exactly what to do, even when you think you're going to end up dead and you've tried everything. Well, there is something I noticed. If the man has gotten too close to you and you are feeling really startled, what you should do is take your salt circle and create a big circle with the salt and sit in the circle until the game is done. The midnight man can't get you when you're surrounded with salt. That's true. But again, I don't want something staring at me for fucking two or well, three hours. Well, can you just put salt in front of the doorway? No, we're also part of the game. You let him in. This I is know, the game. I thought demons can't pass salt. I mean, no, but that's not part of the game. You're breaking the rules. So you break the rules, he's going to get you. Yes. Okay. Someone said, may I make a suggestion? Before you learn how to summon an oddity, make sure you already know how to control and dismiss it. Believe me, it makes this kind of experimentation both safer and more enjoyable. Never, ever summon something you can't dismiss. How about you just never write your name in blood? Right. Someone said, what were you thinking? Summoning a thing that can kill you? People these days. I would never play that game. Fuck no. People are crazy. Even as a non-believer, I still would never play that game. I don't know. There's just something about the whole entire vibe. Mm. I'm good. Thanks. I am good. I have another Midnight Man game. Do you have one to read? You have another one? I just found another Midnight Man game. No, I want to hear the other Midnight Man game. You sure? Yeah. All right. Let me turn my phone light up. There we go. This is in the subreddit No Sleep. It's by Odd Saper, I guess. A-U-D-E-S-A-P-A-R-E. This is 12 years ago. Holy shit. 12 years ago. Yeah. Said, so I recently played the Midnight Game. Dot, dot, dot. I tried the Midnight Game a a couple of days ago with a friend, and I still haven't fully recovered. I had been wanting to try it for a few days, ever since I read the rules of it, to be honest. My friend, also a Redditor, was going to be staying over, so I thought that this was going to be as good a time as any. I did not, and especially now don't, have the balls to do it alone. Fucking same. Why the fuck would anyone do it alone? (laughs) Y'all are crazy enough to do it in the first place. Okay. Anyways, the day was going normally, and I left to eat Chinese food for lunch. Random. (laughs) I, I love Chinese food. I get it. I generally don't even eat the fortune cookies after the meal, but I decided to get one so I could see the fortune. I'm not a very superstitious kind of guy, but the fortune sort of got me creeped out. Expect the best, it said. I don't think that's bad. I think that's probably a good thing. I mean, if you're not playing the game. Yeah, that's true. The day continued, and I kept trying to get a hold of my friend, but never could. He didn't answer his cell, house phone, or Skype, which is unlike him. Uh, Skype. 12 years ago. I know. But I finally managed to get a hold of him at around 8 p.m. He came over and we went to the store to get a candle. I only had one I could use and we both needed one. On the way to the store, I noticed yet another creepy coincidence. The gas price at the station next to the CVS where we got the candle was 333, the time the midnight man allegedly leaves. Which just annoys me because that's my favorite number of all time. I also don't believe in coincidence, so. I don't either. 
but it's still my favorite number. Okay, which is another reason, another reason I won't fucking play this game. It was almost midnight and we had all our stuff ready. The only thing that was difficult was getting the blood, but we manned up and got some. As it was about to turn midnight, we stepped outside and I began the ritual. As we lit our candles, I noticed I forgot my paper with my name and blood upstairs in the house. I have a massive house and the pitch black was not only ominous, but almost unbearable. As my friend and I ran to go get it, I heard a noise from outside. Considering my friend had a piece of paper with his blood and full name on it outside, we hurried back out there to find that everything was as we left it. Relieved, we continued through the ritual and began the midnight game. 12 a.m. We began the midnight game and started cautiously walking through the house. My house is massive. And we got the- it. Sorry. <laughs> we got it. You have a big house. You have a big house. Sorry. My house is massive and the darkness seemed to swallow up everything. Having a friend with me made things far less scary and debunking things was easy. Nothing much happened initially and we continued to walk around for a while without any trouble. 12.45 a.m. After about 45 minutes of walking, we had not seen much. Silhouettes were debunked as furniture or curtains and the game seemed to be losing its edge. I was expecting more from this. This is what happened. This this is what happens when you're like, oh man, nothing's happening. That's when they're like, oh really? Oh really? Oh really, bitch? When your guard's down? Yeah. yeah. They're like, let me fucking show you. Idiots. Liz, he has a massive house, oh okay? God, He's bored Jesus. walking around this massive house. Fucking Christ. <laughs> I mean, I would say this is a pretty big house. This is a huge house to yeah. do it in. A lot of hiding places. I would not fucking do that. Don't even ask. I'm not doing it. Yeah. 1.15 a.m. My friend and I both saw a silhouette at the end of a long hallway. There was no furniture there and nothing that could have explained it. We sat down on a couch and decided to wait a while before moving anymore. So just stare at it while you sit on the couch? Right? Sorry. Fuck the no staying in one place rule. We wanted our backs to the wall and to be able to see everything around us. 1.20 a.m. My dog entered the room, apparently just awoken. I beckoned her over to us to comfort us and to serve as a sentry in case anything was actually there. She looked up at me, and as I felt the air drop in temperature and a sudden wave of goosebumps hit, she started to shake. Aww. Don't get your dog involved. Fuck you. You know how dogs shake off water from their fur? She was doing this exact thing, except there was no water on her. She did this for at least five seconds. Oh, no. And the unexpected motion caused me to angle my candle in the wrong way, making wax not only spill on me, but also douse the flame. Luckily, my friend's candle was still on. Oh, my God. What? But the decrease in light made things much worse. I fumbled for a match and relit the bastard in around 30 to 60 seconds. (gasps) Oh. Oh. It was a long, skinny candle, and lighting it was much more difficult than it should have been. I didn't know if this meant I lost the game, but seeing as I hadn't started hallucinating, I thought I'd continue playing. Dude. 1.30 a.m. My friend and I explained the temperature drop as the air coming from the vent right above the couch. Y'all still on the fucking couch? They already broke the rules, then. Literally? Who cares about the candle, eh? If you- what the fuck? Who's summoning a demon and being like, yeah, I'm going to stay on the fucking couch even though that's against the fucking rules and I already broke one? Idiots. Men. Ugh, seriously. White men. Probably white men. Oh, for sure. Dumbasses. <laughs> My friend and I explained the temperature. Okay, yeah. 
We didn't have an explanation for the dog entering or her shaking, but we decided we weren't going to be sitting anymore. Well, holy fucking Luyah! We kept walking about, seeing more things, and being much more on edge. 2.30 a.m. After an hour more of walking, I experienced my first full-on hallucination. I know it was a hallucination because my friend didn't see it and I couldn't debunk it at all. Just typing it gives me the chills. A woman stood in front of me, her back turned. She was about 5'3", and she wore a yellow dress and had shoulder-length red curly hair. I kept asking my friend if he could see her, but all he would say is, see what or see who? I kept staring as she slowly turned around to face me. I knew I shouldn't have looked away or blinked. Oh, I knew I should have looked away or blinked, but I couldn't. I was petrified. Once her face was fully visible, I almost fell over from all the blood rushing to my head. She was missing an eye, and where her eyeball should have been, some sort of hideous arachnid stood instead. Her other eye was still technically connected, but only by some pink, stringy-looking tendon hanging down her cheek. I blinked and blinked and blinked, and she finally was gone. I told my friend we were fucking done, but he insisted on continuing playing. Well, yeah, you have to at that point. You can't fucking just stop. 3 a.m. It seems like things just get worse as the time progresses. I haven't seen anything near as bad as the first hallucination, but I continue to see weird things in my peripherals. My friend and I walk down to where my dog is laying. She is not sleeping and just stand there in a corner for her with her for a minute. As we're about to leave the room, we hear the jingle of her collar as she stands up. Her eyes are sharply staring into the dark kitchen and her ears are no longer floppy, but standing up. I'm afraid to look, and after 10 seconds, she lies back down, still staring into the darkness like she sees something. My friend sees movement in the kitchen, and we both immediately go upstairs to my bedroom, where I proceed to lock my door. I don't want to turn on the lights yet, just yet, but we both vow to quit the game and turn on the lights if anything else happens. 3-3-3. For the last half half hour, we have been deathly silent. We haven't seen anything unusual in my room, but dear God, have we heard things. Footsteps sound like they're coming from somewhere upstairs. I can't place where, but it's not in a room where any of my family members are sleeping or would ever visit at this time. I keep eagerly awaiting for a flush so I can just laugh and say, oh, that must have been my mom walking to the bathroom to pee. But nothing follows the footsteps but silence. Then more floorboards creaking. As the clock hits 3-3-3, I swear I can hear a high-pitched snickering coming from below me, but I no longer care. I turn on the lights and immediately go to sleep. You go to sleep after that? <laughs> immediately go to sleep. What the hell is wrong with you people? Mm-mm. The nightmare I had was indescribable. All my hallucinations were there and the noises were everywhere as I lay crouched in the corner of a dark, musty, wooden room. My hands over my eyes. I keep feeling them brush up against me, but I can't open my eyes to face them. I now wake up every night to this dream. I still don't know what it means, but all I do know is that I lost. Somehow I lost the fucking game. And now every single night I am met with either no sleep or a nightmare where I'm crouching in the corner as horrendous things touch me and walk around me, cackling laughter with their raspy voices. I'm thinking of seeing a psychiatrist soon, but I had to get my story out first. I'd appreciate any advice you have, but first listen to my advice. Do not play the midnight game unless you know you can win. Um, we know why you lost. Yeah, you didn't light the candle in 10 seconds. 
already do a salt circle because you didn't do it in time. Yeah. And you stayed on the couch for how long? Idiots. 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 That's how to say it. I'm surprised you're not commenting like, well, this is where you, why you lost, but that was 12 years ago. You should be like, hey, you saw uh, yeah. having those dreams. Someone said, uh, Jacob Barrett said, <clears throat> I was reading this on my phone, got a text message, and nearly shit my pants. <laughs> and then someone replied, Slender Man sent you that text. Someone said, Telling you to get his suit dry cleaned. That bitch, I did it last week. I bet it's covered in blood again. You get it. Your comment made me terribly sad upvote. The best kind. I return your generosity. Nice. Slender Man is interesting, too. You know, with that, like, the girls and the murder and stuff. Yeah, is that a real thing? Slenderman? Yeah. A guy made it up for some contest and then it like gained all this like urban legend stuff and then these two girls got like obsessed with it and tried to murder their friend. So Oh, that's right. Pretty fucked up. Hmm. Okay. Someone said, piece of advice, don't play the game. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Here is what you do. You play the game again, right? This time if your candle loses its flame, then relight it within 10 seconds. If you can't, then have some salt near you and make a circle around yourself. Continue on until 333 and that should make it all stop, I hope. OP said, that's the only legitimate advice I've been given. I'll have to wait until my friend can come over again, though there is no way in hell I will play that alone. I'll do it as soon as I can and I'll keep everyone posted. Thanks. But do you think that's weird that he, besides seeing the shadowy figure one time, that he saw some random woman? See, okay, that that just sounded too vivid to be a hallucination. Yeah, but like to do with the Midnight Man, that's why I'm like, that was... I know. He described it very well. Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't know. Very specific. I don't know. Because I thought the game was just trying to run from him. I didn't know you would see things with it like that. Yeah, I have never really heard that. I only hear like seeing the Midnight Man. Yeah, that's what I mean. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe if you like lose the game, like you see more things. You're going to be haunted. Possibly. I mean, clearly he is. If he's having these nightmares for how long and it's always the same one. You open a door to the demonic realm. You know, you sign your name in blood. We yeah. just talked about that. Someone says, I appreciate this. This is by WDO511 said, The problem with these rituals is that you're sacrificing your own blood and tying it to your name. That bonds whatever magic you do to yourself. It's the same with Ouija boards where you do the same on a special pad. What really happens is that any spirit in the area is attracted to your house. And if you're really unlucky, you will encounter a demon instead. Then you've got a paranormal activity situation on your hands. If you just get a spirit, you can probably get it to leave though, but expect some creepiness before it does. Really don't do Ouija boards or stupid shit like this. Sorry. It's only an invitation to evil spirits to come haunt you and fuck with your head. One of my friends did the blood drip ritual with a Ouija board and got a very nasty spirit that would feel her up and sometimes wake her up by grabbing her boobs very hard. She had to move to get rid of it in the end. So again, don't be an idiot and invite the paranormal into your life. Wow. Someone said, fuck the it's all in your head shit. Doing a Ouija board was possibly the stupidest thing I've ever done. 
We only done about three, but fuck me. For six months afterwards, my house was just terrorized with something paranormal. Things would vanish for weeks and turn up in obvious places. Things that we thought had been missing for months fall off tables only a few feet away, knocking at all hours of day and night. Never, ever again. We eventually had to move houses, but we felt it didn't belong to us anymore. Yikes. I wonder if there's any recent or comments, like more recent. No, I don't like this. What's the blood oath Ouija board thing? What's that? I've never heard of that. Do you that just... sounds horrible. Let's... Let's look this up. I would never do anything like that. Like just that. sounds like a horrible idea. Okay, what the hell? Okay, blood ritual Ouija. Someone said, what happens if you put your blood on a Ouija board and call a demon? So I guess you put your blood on a Ouija board? Why would you do that? I don't know. What are the consequences of using blood in a Ouija board session? Yeah, I guess you put the blood on the... Okay, here, someone on Reddit answered us. Someone said, never put blood on a Ouija board. Oh, shit, it's another story. Do you want me to read it? Sure. Is it long? Mm, not really. No. Yeah, go for it. It's in No Sleep by Dat Boy Rolling. <laughs> never put blood on a Ouija board. So the events of the story take place about three years ago. I was just 17 and curious as hell about things beyond, as were my friends. We made a Ouija board out of an old piece of scrap wood after seeing a few videos online of people using them. We were all laughing, having a fun time, admittedly high as kites, till the knife I was using slipped on the last bit of carving. Blood poured onto the moon I had just got done carving. I was the closest thing we had to sober at the time. It hurt more than cuts usually do with it. Stung like a dozen hornets had just gone at my finger. Having a fresh cut, I decided to just get it patched up, which was easy enough. Just a cut, right? Well, I go back to my two friends and we try to get the blood off. Only issue is it's soaked into the wood. Oh, no. And we don't get much off of the board. Oh, well, we decide to use the board anyway. Big mistake, if you can't tell already. We go through the steps to start talking to the other, other side. We ask if anything is there and we get a yes. Freaky, but to us, it's cool. We ask for a name and it spells out lamb. Okay. We ask some boring ass questions and we get to why you should never, ever put blood on one of these things. It names me in particular after we asked why talk to us. I managed to make the connection through the mental fog of the high and want to say goodbye, but my friends want to keep going. I know the rules and I quickly look around the room in a mirror for a split second. I think I catch a sight of a grinning face that makes me shudder a bit. But the only thing to do was to soldier on and keep playing. No, it's not. That is not the only thing to do. That is the last thing you do. The, no, I just, okay. I, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That's the only thing to do. Great. I wish now my friends had let us stop. Oh, how I wish they had let us stop there. No shit. Okay. We keep asking questions and the answers keep getting darker. Eventually, all we could get out of lamb is the word blood over and over again until I feel a sharp pain starting at my shoulder blade and running all the way to my lower back. I just ignore it for a long while till my friends get tired of the same answer and we say goodbye. If only it ended there. Oh, if it ended there with just some weird shit and a bit of pain, it wouldn't be much of a story now, would it? We go inside and watch more videos, some of them humorous, some of them not. All the while, we feel a bit off. 
We all go outside to get some fresh air and cool off. When we come back, the shot glass we were using as a planchette is shattered. The bottom is spinning on the six. By this time, the pain was getting bad, really bad. My friends decided to take a look and lo and behold, a bleeding scratch running down my back. Ever since then, I've seen things out of the corner of my eye. My friends say it's lamb following me. I think there's multiple things after me waiting for me to slip up. To this day, the point that long scratch started still stings, sometimes worse, sometimes better. better. Either way, it stings. Don't make the same mistake I did. Keep open wounds away from the supernatural. It could have dire consequences. The fuck is wrong with people? Duh. What is wrong with you people? What in the hell? I think sometimes they're just skeptics and they're like, eh, it's whatever. Let's just do it. Nothing's going to happen. And then like when weird shit happens, they're like, okay, this, I shouldn't have done this. It's too late now. Idiots. You know what I find really funny though? Have you noticed that most of these stories are guys? I was just about to say that. I was like, the majority of these are men. It's mostly fucking dudes. Although that girl was being stupid. She's like, well, I kept getting mama, but I kept playing with it anyway. Yeah. And wait, was the one girl with the doll? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna so. we're gonna say little girl. So we're gonna give you a little bit. I do get it. I really liked scaring my friends when I was like a littler girl and I would like pretend to be possessed by a demon and shit like to scare them. Yeah, it was a mess. But like, no, the majority of these are because I feel like men are like, eh, it's whatever. I don't believe in this shit. Let's go. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I could see people doing that. I can see people. And it's like once you believe though, it's like too late. That's when all the dark shit happens because you open that door. Absolutely. By not doing what was correct. Mm. And then now you're like, now I'm trapped here. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah. Now you know. So. We're probably going to have to sage again tonight. Just FYI. I have a feeling. Because we're doing a bunch of paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. And mention Z a few times. And the Midnight Man. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Midnight Man. Mm-hmm. Just by talking about the Midnight Man? I don't know, but I don't take any fucking chances with this shit. I just don't. I'm too scared. Like, I mean, it's just, it fucks with me in the attic, but like, I think I keep my space pretty clean and cleansed. So I feel like that's why like, it'll come here and maybe it's like attic or basement because, but we can't really hear it if it's in the basement. So it's just going to be in the attic. I mean, I would hear if it was in the basement. My bedroom's right there. I do tend to sage in there and there's a lot of selenite down there so i don't know if that has oh, anything to do with it but i mean there's literally nothing in the attic mm-hmm. because you can't get to it I remember i like was like worried for a while that someone was in the walls i know i hate when you say that especially hearing that t- that text message that remember the phone <sighs> i know do you that remember really that fucking freaked me out i hated that yeah we're both sitting on the couch well no, i was like standing there and you're sitting on the couch and then like if you have an iPhone, an iPhone has a very distinct text message mm-hmm. sound. It does. And both our phones are on silent. Yep. And a random iPhone text message just went off. I hate it. No idea where it came from. Like, that's why I don't like when you say that. No, I understand. I don't think it's possible because I don't think there's just not enough room up there. It's not like a roomy place. 
I know, but then sometimes I, like, hear vibration, like a phone's vibrating or something, and oh, I'm like, stop. what? I know. I was like, what is that? But, I mean, maybe spirits are getting tech savvy. <laughs> so I don't know, but I didn't, I didn't like hearing a random ass text message go off. No, that was horrifying. And now I do not want to look into any shout-out area because I will freak myself out. I know. I keep looking over in the kitchen. I do, too, and I, I can't can't do it. Nope. Well, we can wrap up. Yeah, I think I think we've uh, scared everyone and ourselves enough for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why I keep mace and a knife by my bed and well, sage. Well, I keep a knife by my bed because I have to cut my pill every night. So I got my knife there. You have a pill cutter? I, I know. I know. I need one. It's like five bucks on Amazon. I know, but hey, if you need that knife. I know. I have a knife too. And I better have mace. I should have mace. Get some on Amazon. I've got like a lot of them. I've got one for my purse and then I've got one for my purse that I take to the park and then I've got one for my bed upstairs so that I can just grab shit if I need to and spray some motherfuckers in the face. So. You ready to go? I'll just go with you. Huh? You ready to go? Like I'll just be with you whatever happens. Oh. Like if something happens you'll be like not today motherfucker. Oh. Call out your mace. Yeah. I'm not fucking ruin somebody's life. Fucking kidding me? Yeah. Ruin some motherfuckers. Yeah, honestly, I I think it I I think it's a spirit. I don't think it's. I think it's just someone fucking with us. So I'm gonna get some sage. I do not want to look at the kitchen right now. All right, so it's really freaking me out. <laughs> we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna wrap up. Gonna do some sage. So next week probably might be a sex one. Sex relationship one. Sex and relationship one this time. That was kind of second place. So we'll do that. I think that's it. Yeah, we gotta go sage. Yep, let's go do that. Yeah, I'm getting the basement too. I'm wondering if there's anywhere we can go that I can like get into like the attic, like just to like put my thing up there. Maybe there's a stepping stool thing we could use. Mm, we might have to. I mean, my dad's been up there, so you can get up there. All right, guys. Um, as always, please. Follow us on Instagram at podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on our YouTube, Bitches Don't Brunch. You can follow us on Patreon. You guys should uh, subscribe. Do $3 a month, you get tea time. Do $5 a month, you get tea time notes, extra pictures. You get all the things. Um, we highly suggest you do that if you want to know anything about the demon Ouija board thing that I'm not going to say again. We're call Z. We're going to call Z. Um, if you want to know about that, you have to stay tuned. I really don't like that kitchen right now. It's freaking me out. Okay. Um, God, I'm just like really distracted right now. It's for the record, my kitchen is like pitch black. It's, from where we're it's really fucking freaking me out. Like I have, I just, I have the, I have the eerie shivers and, and I did too. Is, it's not just you. It's no, me. My okay. stomach is fucking flipping. Okay. Um, if you guys have any suggestions for future podcasts, you can email us at beatonbrunchpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have any stories you want to share, did you play the Midnight Man game? Did you play the Ouija board? Did you get blood on the Ouija board? We want to hear it. Um, otherwise, you can follow our personal Instagrams. Montana is at mbigsky. I, Liz, am at spellbell period poet. As always, if you can rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast, that would be amazing. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. I don't get a good feeling.